Hello, everyone, everywhere that you are. Today, our podcast really is about failing in your life goals. Right. So it's failing yourself, failing your goals, or failing up, if you want to say it as a positive tone, which I think you should. You should say it as a, as a positive. So we're going to go into the inevitability of failure, the importance of failure, so, and really break this down because failure is part of life that they don't teach you in school. So you don't really feel it until you're out of school and ready to take on the world and, you know, make this life for yourself. And you think you're going to walk out of school making $150,000, $200,000, whatever number's in your head, you have this dream of that number. And then you walk out um, of school and you realize the real world doesn't just hand you things like it's not just a test. Oh, you pass the test. Here you go. So it's a little bit more work than that. And that's kind of the importance of failure. And we're going to talk about the importance of it, why it matters, how we handle it and stuff like that. So this is a great episode for building your business, because if you can fix out, fix how you look at failure, you will fix how you succeed in life. And that's amazing. Anything exactly. else you want to add before we start? And also really reading successful people diary mm -hmm. is also going to help you. For example, what example you can make. Well, about let's that. talk about the importance of failure first. Yes. Failure is a critical part of life. So I know we don't like to talk about it, but when we, typically what happens is we always say, Jeff Bezos is super successful, or these people, Mark Zuckerberg, whoever it is, your ideal, Elon Musk, all of these are kind of dicey, I know, examples. But if you glorify only their successes, oh, they've made so many trillions of dollars or bazillions of dollars, that's hiding all of their failures, all of their flaws. And in history shows, if you look at people deeply, every one of these people have histories riddled with failure. And these were stepping stones to careers, really. And it kind of created who they truly were and created them as masters. So let's start with Sir Isaac Newton. Exactly. Who is Sir Isaac Newton? Therefore, the way that you said it, that says it was not defensive, no? no. Like, all Fair people enough. that we were talking about, really, we wanted to talk about what steps inside of them they took. And they took that failure as a stepping stone to success. That's what we wanted to say. And you say about the Isaac Newton, but Sir, I have who my is own that? person. Who is Sir Isaac Newton, though? I know you're I was a person. physicist, no? He's a famous physicist. What did he create? Oh, a force of the law of gravitation. Gravi and he also kind of created this calculus that all the kids have to learn, exactly. right? Exactly. created calculus. And also um, the three rule of the mechanicals, really, traditional mechanical Newtons. Okay, see, physics. I just want, because I know he studied him even more than I did, but he, either way, what you can know from history is this man had a horrible father. He was a horrible farmer. His parents wanted him to be a farmer. He was absent-minded. He hated the job of being a farmer because he was always in his head, not thinking about, you know, what needed to be done on the farm. He was thinking about calculus. So he was a horrible farmer and he completely failed at farming. So just to give you an example of one, another Abraham Lincoln, American Civil War hero, killed for his actions in the Civil War because he was president, free the slaves or whatever. But yet when he was in the arm, of first of all, he owned a store, it completely failed. When he was a soldier, he was an okay soldier, but when he retired, he was still a private. That tells you quite a lot. Um, another one, Walt Disney, his father was abusive. Every one of his older siblings escaped from the father. He escaped by joining the war, World War One, And he was also told by his art teacher he had no creative vision. J.K. Rowling was a person who wrote Harry Potter on napkins. 
all living on welfare. Yeah, and when she published Harry Potter, the first book, she was told she was going to sell maybe 5,000 copies. And another example is Michael Jordan um, that I came up with. He was cut from the high school basketball team, told he was not good enough to play basketball, and clearly that was wrong. Who is yours? Yeah, my favorite is Wynn Dyer. No, mm -hmm. he was orphans. He actually raised in the orphanage without any parents. I mean, he had mom, but when he joined the Navy and came out of the Navy at the age of 19 and 20, they told him that you don't have any skills, you cannot do anything with your life. And he became a spiritual teacher, best time, 10 times best times the New York sellers. And also he was doing all shows around the US and outside of the US internationally. And that's what we wanted to talk about, no? Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit more. I know it's great to talk about historical figures. We could talk about Rockefeller, who his parents also abandoned, abandoned him, especially stole his, his money, stole his money when he was a child, and yet he had this internal belief that he was going to be the richest man in America. So anyway, let's talk about what this how we look at failure. Yes. And when someone is taking your money or you have this horrible thing has happened, you have failed at whatever it is you were trying to achieve. Exactly. Remember, it's not about what didn't happen. There's two things to take in mind. Two definitions we have to remember in failure, effort and commitment. Exactly. Now, this is kind of like exercise. When we explore effort, what does effort mean? Effort means you put all the, your energy that you have in your mind with the De determined purpose and the burning desire. No? Let's be honest with myself. If we, if you take me to your gym today and I say I'm going to do a hundred weight, am I going to be able to do that? Even if I put all of my effort Why into not? You can. in the first time I pick it up, will I be able to? Not do Not the it? first time. Though. No. What happens? I have to practice and get better at it. Exactly. Like there's no way I'm going to pick up that. You know, be hoo hoo. Yes, I don't practice like you. I could you notice how immediately went, of course you can do it. The truth is I have to work at it. I have to fail a lot in order to achieve the goal. So the effort is just my determined attempt. What about commitment? Commitment is oh, whatever is the situation, no matter what, you need to commit yourself to do that thing. The dictionary definition is that you are dedicated to your activity. It doesn't you are do, you are dedicated and you continue to follow your dedication to the activity. It is no more than that. Notice how I said none of that said everything has to be right, everything has to be perfect. When a baby learns to walk, a baby falls a, a million times before they actually learn to walk and two steps and we just explore, oh, well, my baby can walk, but the truth is they failed a lot. And so we have to remember when we're adults, when we start taking in these failures, internal failures of, I didn't get the job that I wanted. I didn't get the life that I wanted. My business failed in life. I couldn't do this. We have to remember it's effort and commitment and there's there's steps to it. Exactly. And we have to keep bouncing back. So resilience is another word I should have added as a definition because resilience is really, really key. And that's something we'll talk about a bit more. Let's talk and about- well, the, the difference between us <laughs> and the kids is the kids- Every time that he he or she falls, he's, he might cry or she might cry, and then he's going to start trying it. They don't internalize and say, well, it's me. I couldn't do it. I cannot do it. Oh, no. But what we, we don't have that 
especially our consciousness is that we're going to go and talk about it a little bit is our inner dialogue mm-hmm. that the kids doesn't have it. That's why every time that he or she puts the efforts and fails again, try again. That's super key because notice how it's our internal dialogue. So who really takes it? Who makes us really stop on our tracks and not succeed? Us. Yes. You stop yourself, which is kind of really, really, really important thing to talk about. Where we're going to get into more and we're going to use real estate as our example. But first, let's talk about, let's do our introduction. Yes. Yes, let's hit it. Hi, it's Alan Victoria. Welcome to our channel about helping real estate agents succeed and grow. And yes, you don't have to be real estate to understand failure, of course. It's about everything. However... It's a life lesson, really. Right. It's life. That's These are business lessons in general. But what's great about it, if you are a real estate agent and looking to grow, we would love to have you on our team. Go to agentwolves.com. We can talk all about being real estate agents together in our group. And we really can talk more about this stuff that really applies to our internal thing, our, 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 our positions. Now let's talk about how do people fail in real estate? Exactly. Basically, misunderstanding, no? Mm-hmm. And not going, not dedicating mm-hmm. and not defining the goal. And what else? Um, okay. And missing the opportunities for growing. Right. So you don't make the calls every day. You don't connect to the client fast enough because somebody else beat you to the client, but, or whatever, that means that you didn't really have a good connection to those clients or you misstep the properties, right? So you misprice your properties as a listing agent. You misunderstand the marketing trends, your client relationships, you get your, all your clients are leaving you. These are all horrible things that can happen to a real estate agent. However, we have to look at them as learning experiences. So it's not just these things happen in our business. It's, oh, woe is me. The question is really, how, what did I learn from it? What were my mistakes? And how can I fix it? And let's move on. Exactly. And really prioritizing your task and saying which one is income producing action and which one is not income producing action is an admin. And then prioritizing it this in your schedule, it helps you to be mindful about the activities yet you are and not procrastinating the task that you need to do every day as a real estate agent professionals. Also, I want to go back into the internal with this as real estate before we move forward, because we just gave you a really lump sum answer that kind of incorporates a lot of what we're talking about in this video. Mm-hmm. But let's just hypothetically say, I've been, I've been fired a lot, right? The client says, I don't want to work with you. You're fired. I can take that as like, oh no, I'm a horrible real estate agent, or I figure out a way to embrace my mistakes and learn from it. So well, maybe I did a mistake with this client. Maybe I was too personal with, I don't know, maybe I was too friendly and I wasn't informative or whatever it is. I made a mistake, right? So look at whatever happened. I made a mistake. And then I have to remind myself and reframe that mistake, not as a mistake, as a failure, but as an opportunity for my self-awareness, for my improvement and understand that I made my mistakes, but this is not, the mistakes do not define me. Exactly, which again, come back to inner dialogue that we said. The kids doesn't talk, doesn't have that inner dialogue, but we as adults, we have inner dialogue. Always in our head is, oh, people don't like me. The way that works for me is always the same. Things is not work for me the way that should be. I'm not successful. I am not successful as this person that I'm working with. Therefore, this inner dialogue, what it does, it just gives to that 
subconscious, the computer program, which is universal, always this feedback. And what you get as a result of feedback, that you produce more failure instead of the success. Therefore, that's what we need, according to Vin Dyer, to match those inner dialogue that is negative and replace them, match them with what we are, who we are at as the holy book says, I am that I am. That's God called himself. And who we are, a part of this universal energy. And then if we can match ourselves with that inner dialogue that is coming from our true self, that's where the stepping stone to the success come. It's really beautiful. I don't read Vendire. So when he talks about Vendire, that's all my husband talking. Exactly. And now the danger of blaming others instead of ourselves is really a really big issue that we have to also discuss. When mm-hmm. you say, oh, they made a big mistake in firing me or they made the mistake in what they did. I didn't make any mistakes or the opposite. Just talking to yourself so badly about how you did, it can be crippling. It can cause us to not work. So the bigger battle is not the external battle. It's not that one thing happened. The really battle is I have to internalize it. I have to say, okay, I need to fix this. What do I need to fix about myself? And then always be forgiving with yourself. I think that's another key component of this is you have to say, I made a mistake. This was my mistake. I own my mistake. But that mistake doesn't define me. It's not going to take more than five minutes of my day. And I'm going to go to all of my other income producing activities or my my ways to just walk away from that and just say, okay, I made a mistake, done, mistake fixed, done, move on. What else do I have to do? Because the more you stay focused on all the what was me, the worse you become as a business person. And let's let's talk about it as your manager, right? You're a manager of the business. Mm You're running a business. And if you have all this negative self-talk and self-awareness of how a mistake you made before you even got to the office in the morning and you are repeating everything you made a mistake for in your own life the night before, how can you honestly be a good manager that day? You come in drinking your coffee like, oh, today is already off to a bad start, right? And then you have to manage other people. How can you be a teacher? How can you expect the best of your employees and other people when you yourself are not at your own best because you're letting all of these negative emotions just take over? Exactly. So the key is really just you have to work on yourself. You have to le- work on how you failed yourself and then let it go. You have to learn, understand that your business is more than just that one thing that happened. You are more than that one thing that happened and you are an amazing person. So you have to always stay focused on the positive. And what I wanted to add that my wife said fixing, I don't believe the fixing the way that we're talking about. The fixing really, it says that I'm a failure person. But what we wanted to do internalizing it, that fixing, it comes from first I need to announce myself that I am who, that I am, that I am. Which means that in the eyes of the God, in the eyes of the universe, I'm a perfect person. And then when something happens, it shifts my consciousness, my inner dialogue to where There's these some- things happen, but I intend to make it better or pay, make it the way that it's supposed to be. Therefore, this inner dialogue, changing it from, because if you go to that cycle of, oh, I need to fix this about myself, I need to fix this about myself. Therefore, your inner dialogue really comes from just 
focusing on the failure, not looking at the positive side that you wanted to bring to your life. I want to bring in a couple of problems I see with that, just a little to throw in this, um, since we're being philosophical again. Mm-hmm. I want to say, number one, you have to be empathetic with others. If you're going to say, I am perfect, well, then you have to be truly empathetic with other people, because if you cannot put your foot in other people's no, feet... No, I didn't say that. Yeah. Okay. So let me just... you Don't argue. It's my turn, right? So... If you are completely not empathetic with another person and you are not sympathetic and empathetic with whoever you are talking about, being perfect is going to just say, I am perfect, I am good, means that you're not understanding where everybody comes from. And that's actually not good business. Good business comes from understanding what other people come from to the point where you understand what they're going to say or why, where, what they're thinking, what they're feeling about versus others. Like for instance, if they if somebody only has a low budget, let's go back to real estate for a second. Someone has a budget of 150,000, 200. They have a low budget to buy a home, but they can still buy something. In our area, they can buy a pre-existing home, but they often go, maybe I should buy a mobile home because it's cheaper, but it's not cheaper, but they think it might be better because it's newer. The problem with this kind of thinking, because you're trying to solve a, 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 a problem and you're like, but I want something new, but I can't afford it, blah, blah, blah. Like they go back and forth. If you cannot understand what they're thinking about when you're talking about, hey, you know, these things happen. And here's some things to think about on a non-logical level, like, hey, appreciation factor, you know, things that of that nature, how this house will come up with more, your financing will be cheaper if you do it this way. If you cannot understand where they're coming from on an emotional level, it's going to be hard to tell them the actual facts about why home buying. I'm just giving home buying as an example, but it can be anything. So you always have to be empathetic and understand where people come from. And I think that's super important as well as forgiving yourself. I was talking, just talking to the universal energy and God that was not talking to people. But you have to include other people because yeah. we are interdependent people. Like all of our business are independent. Exactly. Now let's talk about learning from successful failures. Exactly. What What is it? Okay. So together, another thing to talk about, go back to more famous people for a second. And then I'm going to talk about more, a little bit more definitions that we have to keep in mind. So just to give you more, Ariana Huffington, you might not have known who she was. I didn't, but she failed as running for governor. She's got, ended up getting divorced and then she ends up founding the Huffington Post, which is a major online news cycle that people read. We already talked about Walt Disney, but I didn't talk about Milton Hershey and that's another one. Whereas his first two candy companies completely bankrupt. His marriage was on a little bit on the rocks until he started his Hershey bar because his wife believed in him, right? And he also created an orphanage for orphans where a percent of his profits go towards that. And the Hershey bar is probably the most American non-chocolate candy bar that we have. So there's two there's two more definitions I want to talk about when we're talking mm-hmm. to this. One is perseverance, which I said before, and resilience, but I didn't give the definition. What is the definition of perseverance? Basically, effort or to do something despite of the all the opposite difficulties, opposition, and failure. No, right. Or just you're you're gonna continue doing it. So if I go to, like a child when they fall, they get back up. If I decide I'm gonna go to the gym one time and I can't lift that weight, and I walk away, I don't have perseverance to do the goal that I want to do. So perseverance is I fail because I can't lift it the first hundred times. But if I continue doing it, I will succeed because I persevered. And another one is a resilience that we have to learn from people. What is resilience? The capacity to withstand 
or recover quickly from difficulty. Right. And in science, it's the ability of a substance to spring back into shape, which is elasticity, which I found interesting as well. And that is something as human beings, we also have to remember as well. When I'm talking about failure, I am talking about, it's not the failure. It's how did you persevere? How were you resilient? Did you bounce back? Did you bounce back better? So how do we do that when we are so lost in our failure? Because failure has psychological impacts. And that's what I think was the next topic. Which when Dyer always said, if you change the way that you look at things, the way the way that it's supposed to be is going to change. Therefore, that is, I think, the metaphor that I can see that when you're looking differently in the different aspect, not just from one aspect that always might have brought you failure in past, the failure might convert to success. Well, according to the psychological books that I look at, like... Okay, Nietzsche told us what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Well, that's very exciting and not always true. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't explain the failure and spiral effect of unpsychology of what happens if you fail and you fail and you fail and you fail and you fail again. Because often failure will just create us to not do it at all and walk away from the weights or whatever, walk away from the goals, the dreams, and just take the regular job. So we have to look at what psychological says. So what are the three strategies that psychology tells us? First is don't dwell on it. Absolutely. No, which is obsessing over the failure, which can impair our problem-solving skills. No, Wait, which I would say stop and forgive yourself immediately. You have to just say, okay, forgive myself. What's the second part? The first thing is don't wing it. Right. That's the nice way I wrote it. Bro. <laughs> so we have to stop from... Being driven by our fear of failure, which can impair how we act. And instead, we have to be more positive goals. Don't just react to the situation. Step out of the situation. Understand why it happened. Look at all players. Kind of slow movie motion. You know, take your life. And if you can do that in movie when you look at like the matrix and he slows down and he can see the bullets coming at him really slowly. If you can do that with whatever the situation is and instead of like physical bullets, it's whatever's happening that's causing you to fail at something and figure out what they are, you will be able to stop in the movie in its tracks, take out all the problems, and then you're just in a happy little place. Which really I can... Don't wing it. I can really Mm -hmm. relate it to the automatic pilot that we are most of the time because it's sometimes in our minds so wired, like everything that we do is reactive of autopilot. But if we can give a little bit, a second, just a second to that autopilot, as my wife said, like a Matrix movie that you can see the trace of that things that coming through, through you, you know, then you can make a better decision. And I can say it that take out your emotion as, pos- as much as possible. No, because when we really, what brings us more failure is when we emotionally reactive to the situation that happens. Right. And the third thing in, in psychology is basically we don't threaten ourselves. We don't threaten others. We don't, we don't walk away and just say, I'm a failure and say, I can't do it. I'm a failure. I failed at this. So therefore failure is inevitable. Failure is going to stop me in my tracks. And the key is saying, okay, what did I do? We stay positive and we stay strategic. Really is how we react. And how we look at the things, if we change, then the 
game is going to change no, for us. Now, as real estate partners, I want to say as well, we'll bring this to a little bit of a mastermind before we move on, because what is good about working with your partner and working with somebody who really, really knows you and has the same goals and desires is that we, if something happens, we have each other to talk to. Like, oh, well, we, like we were allowed to say, I got fired today. And then why did you get fired? And really kind of talk about it. No worries. And then be be positive about it. So we are in a situation to where we have a nice mastermind where we don't blame ourselves. I guess I'm talking about being fired a lot. It doesn't happen often. But nonetheless, it, I mean, it's... Well, that's the one thing that could happen. It could happen. Yeah. It happens to many people. But we can also set SMART goals for ourselves. SMART is a whole other conversation we can have, but we can sit there and come up with our goals, our dreams, our desires, and kind of say, these are our goals. And they kind of help build resiliency because we have someone else to bounce off. And if you are in real estate and looking for a group like us, I definitely go to agentwolves.com. Now let's talk about the process of self-reflection. The process of self-reflection, which is basically is how we can transform ourselves no mm-hmm. in every situation and what what is the method we go deeper no right so you have to go deep right it's not just i'm not going to use the deal anymore right i'm going to say we had an argument where it ended like i'll go real like we had an argument where i basically said at the end go go right and that's not necessarily a positive answer but the question is we go in my head and we go three times why is this happening because i i don't really like being told what to do go deeper than that well i don't really like being told what to do because this happened to me and then i go deeper than that and i go okay being told what to do makes me feel incomplete. It means that I don't feel in control and therefore I don't, I feel my independence is threatened. So when we can get to the real root cause of what is going on with us, we can identify and we can come up with an action plan. So we don't say, we don't just react into every situation. And if you can do that with a small situation, like what I said, just go, you can do that with a big situation when when you're de- dealing with other people. When you're dealing with other people, you're dealing with your business because we have to be able to embrace the change. We have to understand where it comes from, understand what's happening to ourselves, mm-hmm. and then embrace the change, right? So it's not just this always happened. It's not about I f- uh, this is how I am. This is how I, but it's not just this is who I am. You are, you are changing every second. So we have to embrace that change every Even second. physically or emotionally and spiritually therefore i think as my wife said is really is finding that root cause sometimes that Mm -hmm. for example in our situation was a controlling issue for me for both of us Mm -hmm. and that's gonna help you that when you lose the control what is gonna affect you in the person deeper personal level and then you internalize it and say well what happens if i lose that control no Mm mm-hmm if it's going to get better or not better. That's what we want to do. And we want to also add in here another thing before we talk about the growth mindset is really having an attitude of gratitude. I know that sounds corny, but it's the truth. In business and in life, the more we are grateful, the more we are appreciative of everything that happens to us. Every As many times a day as you can be grateful. Like you stop, I have this tea, and I'm so grateful that I have this tea today because it makes me feel warm on a cold day. I'm just grateful for this one cup of tea, or I am grateful. And I wanted to say, as you know, as a parents, like I know we have two daughters, and the second one usually have, she knows how to deal with people. Therefore, 
Every time we give it to her something, she comes, sometimes she comes, kiss us and say thank you. And then imagine if we go high, high, much more higher level when we sing to universe, if you believe in God, believe in God. If you believe in universe, universe. When you say even for something simple that you might not think about it, like a drinking a tea, no, that you think, oh, I'm going to buy it out of the shelf, making tea and, you know, drink it, no. But if you can appreciate that, pretty much that universe, that energy, that higher energy is going to give you back more. And the no? tea tastes better as a result of me just saying uh, thank you for the tea. So it's uh, more than that. So let's just talk about how do you cultivate a growth mindset, which was a really interesting thing I had to pull up as well when I was doing research. Therefore, my wife really put it in the five, I really, I, I researched it. five factors for the grossing, growing the mindset that she wrote down. And the first thing is, of course, many of us do it every day, is basically intelligence and taking information on the subject and developing on that. No, Like, for instance, when we were new agents and we didn't know what to do with new agents, we were like, okay, we're going to start a business. Yeah, we're going to start a business together. Yay. We're going to get a real estate license together. Yay. We did all of these things, right? And then we had the real world, like, jolt of, well, how do we get clients? What do we do now? And so we had to figure out this is information. <laughs> and we had this great idea. We wanted to work this thing together. But then, then reality sets in. We're like, Huh. Which is the second the steps comes, no, the embracing the challenge. Before you get to embracing the challenge, we have to (laughs) say that we have to, okay, we don't know how to lead generate right now, but I'm going to, I can figure out how to lead generate. Exactly. So you have to first say, it can be developed. We need to learn it. So the second part, because everything can be learned. What's number two? Embracing the challenge, Embrace, no? Yes. As you said, you got your license. Now you're in the business because everybody in out there, they think, oh, real estate agent, you know, they oh, help somebody and make their commission is maybe is double, triple of my monthly income, no? But is embracing that challenge because you are not in the mindset of paycheck by paycheck from your employers. Yeah, the you worst are... day is pay- paycheck day because honestly, that means now that your your job is done and it means now you have to figure out a new paycheck, right? So you have to figure out paycheck by paycheck. You got to work it to yourself. So you have to kind of say, okay, these are my challenges. These are my changes. And these are things that I need to step into. But either way, I have to embrace change and I have to embrace growth and I have to embrace, okay, they told me no. What does that no mean? No forever? No means no for now? No. What does that no mean? They don't want to buy a house forever. They don't want to buy a house because interest rates are high. They don't want to buy. What What is motivating people to buy the house and who can I help the most? So I have to kind of understand my challenges, understand what is going on. I hit the wall. Now what do I do? And the wall can also be criticism of, from, from other people. I want to add this as well. So it can be a physical wall. It can be emotional wall. It can be a mental wall. So everybody's saying, why would you want to even be a real estate agent? You're so smart. You went to all the, you're the best schools out there. Why would you want to do this? Which is us. When my family didn't have any anybody who anybody who started their own business. So this whole starting my own business thing, completely new and they don't understand The same it. with my family. Right. And really is, I just want to mention this, and maybe it's not off of a little bit off of the topic, is all things that we are talking about is really external. But when we internalize all this external, like opinion of the other, and we internalize it, that's what the inner dialogue and the failure comes. Right. Therefore, taking it, but not internalizing it. This is, oh, I value your, you know, your thoughts, 
you caring about me, but inside of me, it says, I have a goal. I'm going to stick to goal. And then I'm going to be persistent, which is a step three. He's going through his own mental embracing the challenge and everybody has but it can be a physical challenge it can be a mental challenge physical challenge is literally they slammed the door in their face or they took the phone and slammed it down said i don't want to talk to you what do you do you just move on right you have to say okay this person doesn't want to talk to you don't call them again next month maybe they won't talk to me then like you have to embrace it they didn't tell me never to call again they just hung up on me therefore persistence is key is the key build the muscle. That's number three. Number three. Number one, intelligent. Everything can be learned. Number two, you have to embrace your challenges as they come. And number three is persistence. Persistence. Therefore, let's talk about every morning that you wake up. We are definitely lazy in the morning. Uh, and that's my most exciting time. <laughs> no, I mean physically. If you wanted to do something, I don't want to physically involve myself. Therefore, we go into our body consciousness. And then we wanted to motivate ourselves. I said, no, I'm going to take this action. And every time that we take that action that is opposite of our body, because our body always wanted to be relaxed and in comfort, then we built the muscle. No? Right. And number four, we have to remember effort will not get us to, effort alone will not get us to the, to the goalposts, right? Effort alone is a great thing to have. Effort is a path towards victory, but it is not the victory itself. It is not getting to the goal line. It is the effort itself doesn't win. You need to do more than just effort. So effort is the path you have to put in the effort, but it's not the only thing that will get you there. Which brings us to number five, that always seek inspiration in the success of the history. Others. Others. And that's not means that to be in like jealous, but use their Jealousy story. is the opposite. I mean, if somebody else is doing something and you want to do it, well, and you feel jealous about it, stop. Say, what are they doing that I want to do? What is it that I need to do? What can I do to fix this? What can I do to be better? And then you internalize it. And maybe your goal, I mean- Things happen for a reason. Things always happen for a reason. So just because someone else did the podcast first, someone else started a business first, doesn't mean that your business can't succeed. You have, And you have to be happy for your friends and happy for everybody else as well. Let's talk about final thoughts. Final thoughts. We wanted to basically summarize. What is your like a take on and uh, all the things that we talked Failure about? Failure is absolutely a stepping stone. It is vital for our, our adulthood. We're adulting now when we embrace our failure and we look for growth and success, but we are embracing that failure as something to learn from, something to grow from. And understanding with our mental adulthood, that all of that stuff stopping us in our tracks is just noise. It's just the white noise in our head. It's the white noise of the outside world. But if you truly are meant to do something, it will get done. Walt Disney was told he was not creative, and yet he created Mickey Mouse. And then he had a nervous breakdown when he <laughs> created Mickey Mouse. I don't know. We didn't talk enough about Walt Disney, I guess, because I want to add him in at the end. He literally created his biggest invention and then had a nervous breakdown about it. And it wasn't until he finally said, okay, we're going to make a movie and still forced himself to grow bigger. And then he created the first movie, which was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, that he really understood he was a successful person or he could continue, but he continued to have more visions of what he wanted. But either way, you have to kind of be like Walt Disney. Maybe he didn't have the best life or whatever, and he has, you know, thoughts that you don't agree with. But if you look at how he looked at 
his challenges, looked at how he embraced his failures, and he still came back swinging. That is very, very positive. He, he had effort. He continued to have vision. He had growth. He had success. And that is true for everything in life. What are your final thoughts? I know I threw in Walt Disney at the end. Well, the, my final thoughts is really is the inner dialogue that we mm-hmm. have every day. Therefore, if you measure your success, like say 10% out of the 100, and 10% which, out of 100 sounds like a failure to me. <laughs> well, I'm just talking about like a low number, no? Mm-hmm. How I you can maximize that. it to 80, 90, no? Mm-hmm. And then this is the way we, as we said, three portion of it is the consciousness, three portion of the day. Let's say the day is three of eight hours. Two portion of it is the consciousness that we have every day, which is my wife said gratitude that could be for some people are corny. You say, oh, what I should be grateful for. Everything, you know, your physical aspect, your success, your family, everything that universe gave you and you can be for your body that you walk with your, you know, with your legs, you know, everything. And then the set, two portion of it, if we can change this inner dialogue in these two portion, which is two of the eight hours, and then these two eight hours, 16 hours feeds to subconscious minds, which is goes to the universal computer program. Then we see that whole yard Basically, we can create this abundance, create this prosperity, create this indefinite success, no? Therefore, being mindful, working on our consciousness that what can do today in my thoughts, how can I talk to people, how can I be with my family? I think that's biggest stepping stones for every day of life and help us to grow. I want to add what he just said was very philosophical and very beautiful. And I just want to add in because I needed my initial reaction you heard was 10% of the failure. And yet it made me think when he was talking, he made me go deeper. And then I remembered a a fact I want to add in at the end is that typically they say in success, people work actually physically do are awake seven to 10 minutes out of every hour. So there's really only seven to 10 minutes of every hour that people actually do their physical work that they want to do. So if you can flip it and you can say, okay, I control my life, I control my destiny as you were talking about and be more positive and take and give yourself seven minutes off and then 57 to 10 minutes off and 50 to 53 minutes on and doing whatever it is you want to do, you will achieve more because you have, you have now taken control of the most, the, the thing that escapes us every single day, which is time. So I just wanted to add in what I was listening to you and it made me think, go deeper. And I really appreciate that. What, what it just came to my mind is uh, just the last thought is all of us understanding that all of us are energy. No, mm-hmm. everything that we touch, everything that we say, everything that we taught is all energy. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling every day that you are dealing with the stack of energy in the different part of your life and just the way that you're looking at it. And if I put positive word, is it the energy is going to grow or energy is going to shrink? Therefore, that's going to help us that if I'm dealing with everything energy and everything energetical, how like it, like it, the other night we look at the, what it was. The, it's a wonderful life. Uh, energy drink. No. Well, oh. that 
you know, people, they say, this is the energy drink. What is our energy drink is? Our energy drink is our imagination. Our energy drink is the way that we internalize our tide. Energy definition is how we define ourselves. And if we change the way that we think about things, I think the life is going to change for us. Okay, so I want to say, please follow our podcast on however you're listening, uh, Apple, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, anything that you're watching, please subscribe because we really do need the subscriptions. We love and check out our social media posts because we're going to post another picture of these questions. See you next time. How have you failed and how can you fix it?